When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. My name's Sam Davis and look, my throat has still not recovered since Birmingham away. I'm still absolutely hoarse. The first half against Blackpool on Saturday didn't really help that because, well, I was cheering very loudly after Cherries took a 2-0 lead into half-time. But second half capitulation saw Blackpool come back with a couple of goals in the space of three minutes and the Seasiders from up north came away with a share of the points when it should have been really three points to AFC Bournemouth. Two points dropped, I'm pretty sure most of you agree. However, were there positives to take out of it or are we only focusing on the negatives? In this podcast, it's myself and Tom Jordan and just a reminder that this is a raw recording from the second look which goes out exclusively on YouTube every Sunday night. So, let's get started. Hello, Bournemouth fans, and welcome to this second look on this Sunday night. And you can see that I'm joined with the man, the myth, the legend that is... Tom Jordan. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, your smiles, mate. I thought you might be a little bit more downbeat after yesterday. You can, you can only stay downbeat for a certain amount of time. And then you just got to look at a bigger picture and go, we're unbeaten. You know, we've got a lot of players to come back. We've got new players to come in. And uh, yeah, it was disappointing on it, which we'll come on to, frustrating, but... We're still unbeaten. We're still still a decent points total at this stage of the season, I think, mm. all things considered. So, it's what it is, mate. It, it was a frustrating one, though, wasn't it? It was really nice to see everyone at Dean Court yesterday. It was our second home game of the season. But, Tom, was it a time to do selfies and autographs yesterday for you or not? I don't know. No, it was... Uh, no, I think people were a little bit bit downbeat after the game, weren't they? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, no, no, it was good to be back at the stadium. Um, we've had a few good away games, haven't we? Yeah. But, um, yeah, nice to be back amongst our own supporters. It's just a shame it didn't and how we thought it might at half-time. And look, over the last 24 hours since the game, we've had a lot of comments from Blackpool fans on Twitter, over Facebook, on our YouTube channel, all saying, you know, you guys put us bottom of the league and ha, 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 we drew two all at your place. What's your message to them right now? Um, well done. Uh, well done. You played very well in the second half and um, very good. Deserved your point, I felt. Uh, that's your second point of the season, so well done. Um, no, listen, Blackpool earned the right to, to get the draw and you you can't... You've got no divine right to win football matches as we saw yesterday. But um, listen, they've just come up um, and I predicted them to come in the bottom three. You've got to pick three teams. I think Derby 
because of their problems, I thought would be down there. But then you've got to look at the promoted teams. You're always going to do that. Mm. Um, Hull, um, start the season, well, they've, they've dipped a little bit. But I think they'll be, they look a bit more able, I think, to cope with the pressure of the championship. I still think Blackpool will be down there. I think Blackpool done well yesterday. But yeah, getting a lot of stick for predicting them the bottom three. Um, but they are in the bottom three uh, <laughs> already. <laughs> so I don't really, they're in it at the moment. Um, they they got a chance to stand up, I think. They, they've obviously got some character there. They've got some players, you know, and they and they fought back really well in the second half. They got a bit of um, heart. But do I think they have enough quality? No, I think they will probably go, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did stay up. And um, it wouldn't bother me if they did. It's a, a decent place to go. And um, the supporters were very good on the day as well, away fans, I thought. Mm, agreed. So this is a very raw second look this Sunday night. So we're not going to do all the bells and whistles by putting graphics on screen, etc. Because... After this time, I think we might have to treat ourselves to a to a beer down the Blackwater Stream in Broadstone. If you, if you want to come along, you're more than welcome. Anytime from about nine fifteen onwards, uh, buy us a pint if you want to. But no, uh, no, we need to turn our attention to the football. But before we do so, the fan base. Um, look, Bournemouth fans always make a louder sound. I feel for away games, it, you know, Blackpool fans were bloody loud yesterday, but Bournemouth fans, I felt, were not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I also think, um, I think we said it before, when we played in West Brom, away fans were good. Mm. And I think we've been good on the road in the two games. But it is kind of the way in there at home. And I wonder with COVID and all them things, that away feeling is so great. And it? it's like, yeah. when did we last go in an away game? And uh, Blackpool newly promoted side as well. They really enjoyed themselves and um, they were loud. But it was disappointing. It did feel flat in the ground. One of them games, I think, first off, we're so comfortable. You thought, ah, oh, a job done here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, you know, like I said earlier, you, you got no divine right to win four matches and that proved it. And then second half, we didn't have anything to cheer about, did we? It was mm. poor. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get a bit more of an atmosphere going in, in the stadium, definitely. I found that uh, the Chelsea pre-season friendly, we were probably loud. And sometimes it's the team you play. Yeah, maybe. You sort of raise yourself. There's a bit of a siege mentality when you play teams that are, you know, you're going to struggle against. Whereas Blackpool, we all thought that they would roll over and we could tickle their belly, but it didn't happen to be the case. Well, in the first half, it felt that way, but the roles were certainly reversed. But hey, let's go to two o'clock. Teams were announced, and yep. when they were announced, it was Travers in goal, of course. And across the back from right to left, we had Mepham, Ibsen Rossi, Kelly, Zamora. Stanislas came in. What were your thoughts on that? I was relatively pleased with that. I, think I was Mark, happy. Yeah, Mark Connors has played a lot of football, only, so it didn't surprise me. It was nice to see Stanislas back in, maybe because it was at home as well. We expected, and the opposition probably expect us to have a bit more of the ball. And we know what Stan can do when he's when he's fit. Obviously, it's a shame what happened. But um, yeah, I was more than happy to see Stan back in. And as you're going to come on to, Brooksy as well. Yeah, Kilkenny Billing and Brooks, Solanke and Jay Nancy. And I didn't think that was ever going to be a question, was it? When Brooks is fit, He's going to go back in, isn't he? Yeah, and it was only a suspension as well. So it wasn't like we had to worry about that. He's just basically had a game off, didn't he, because of mm. the um, red card. So, yeah, I expected him to come back in and, um, you know, not leave Davis's fault, but he's not a right winger, is he? He just filled in on the week and he, he deputised well. But, um, yeah, more than happy with that team. Um, so, yeah, we had, we had more than enough out there, didn't we? As much as we've got players out at the moment, it was a good side. And, we, you know, it started with AFC Bournemouth being right on top from the uh, from the very beginning. And as 45 minutes go, as halves go, I can't quite remember a half where we've been as dominant as that. I thought all over the pitch, we it seemed like it was just uh, playing inside like two. You know, like if you're looking at sides, one was previously in the Premier League, one was previously in League One. That, that would way. highlight it, right? Yeah, it looked that way. And that's that's not being disrespectful to Blackpool. I yeah. think it was just, because they had the, we'll come on to, they had a few chances, but that was the thing. They looked like they would need a lot of chances to get a goal in that yeah. first period. Whereas 
we just looked like, you know, when we turned it on and we had a few little movements and that, some really nice, nice football on there. And we looked like, you know, when Brooks was getting on the ball, Solanke dropping deep, getting on the ball, they couldn't really cope with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kilkenny was spraying them around one knee and uh, Kelly from the back. And we looked really comfortable. Zamora and Anthony were combining really well down that left side. So mm. it felt like it was just when we get the goal, just when we get the goal, we'll be fine. Um, obviously, we wanted to be the case, but we did start well and we did get a relatively early goal as well. Yeah. So, like you say, yeah, Jordan Zamora, Jaden Anthony down the left wing. Um, Zamora's cross hit defender and went for a corner. But then a minute later, Junior Stanislas, you know, he's just so comfortable on the ball and he picked up the ball um, in a fairly advanced position. And Domasalanki was making a run on the right hand side. And it's a goal that I now think looks better on camera than it probably did in the flesh because I didn't realise the angle was so mm. tight. But he took it on, he took a few touches and put it across the keeper to the keeper's right into that bottom corner. And I think for Dom Solanke, he's a, he's a goal scorer that since the time at AFC Bournemouth has probably scored more scuff shots and less clear-cut goals than anyone else. But that was clear-cut and that was a great finish, a striker's finish. Yeah, it really was. Um, just carried on from where he left off against Birmingham, didn't he, with a, with a great finish that night. And um, it was similar. There were similarities to it where it looked like he might have been too wide. Yeah. But yeah, really good finish. And we said it before, haven't we? He seems to have, have really nice patches of, of scoring goals and he's in one at the moment. So let's hope that continues. But yeah, really good finish. And Stan shows why he's, why he's starting games because he um, can get that assist. I've always said it, he always gets numbers, doesn't he? Mm. It's just what we're going to come on to is the problem why he doesn't play enough games. But um, yeah, really good finish from Dom. And that's a big, if you want if you want someone to score goals, you want it to be Dom Solanke because he's our main man up top. Isn't he? Mm. Jordan Zamora had a pile driver that was um, charged down. And then moments later, he, he took a tumble in the box and look, from where I was, Tom, it looked like mm. a penalty, but I haven't seen any replays of it. So that tends to suggest that maybe it's not, but you know, we don't know that's the case. I, you know, I didn't watch quest or anything. I'm just watching yeah. AFC Bournemouth's own highlights package, but he seemed to jink between a couple of defenders and then he went down. And to me, it looked like a pen. It did. I mean, I mean, the North stand so is obviously quite a way away, but it, at the time I thought that's pen. Yeah. He's, he's had too good. His feet are too quick for him and they've clipped him, but yeah, like you said, I'm the same as you. I haven't really seen any replays on it. And I, I do wonder if maybe did he just overplay it? Did he did he take that final touch? Was it too heavy and the ball just got away from him? Maybe. Um, at the time, I felt it was a penalty, but um, I haven't really seen it back. If anyone has, let us know in the chat because I'm not sure. I'm really not. But um doesn't seem to be too much spoken about it. And like you say, I haven't been on the highlights reel, but... Um, Good, good, good run from Zamora, and he has he has got great feet, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, he's got he's got great feet, he, and he seems to have a low centre of gravity. Mm. Just puts the ball just in front of him to entice the defender in, mm. and then you know jinx or moves his body, faints, and oh, you know fair play to him. I think he's making that position his own, and uh, it's going to be difficult for Leif Davis to come in. I've got to say, so it'd be really interesting to see what happens when you've got two fit players there. Mm. And Leif Davis obviously been playing out position for for most occasions. Feel feel sorry for the lad for his introduction yeah. into a Bournemouth shirt I've got to say um junior Stanislas then uh, you we was wondering who went down and we were looking oh no Dom Solanke's up oh, oh no uh, Jordan Zamora's up Jay Nancy it's junior isn't it of course it is um yeah hamstring is it looks that way um oh, I really feel for him it's not his fault he don't no, want to get injured not. of course he's done it's been his career hasn't it um first game of the season he's on the bench and then he gets injured in the warm-up <laughs> and then he gets his start and then he gets injured bless him but um yeah, real shame for him, but that is the reason why no one else offered him a, a two-year deal. Yeah. That's why, and that's why he stayed with us at the end of the day, because he ain't going to get a two-year deal elsewhere, because people know his injury record, um, sadly. But this shows the quality, though, doesn't it? He's on the pitch for just over 10 minutes. He's already got an assist on the board. Hmm. But yeah, he's had to come off, which is a real shame. Obviously, we, we were lucky in that position. We got an adequate replacement, hmm. as much as we're uh, down to the bare bones, so to speak. Mark on this. 
Um, I always feel for a player coming on that early because you're not expected to. You haven't done your normal warm-ups on the sideline. But we've already seen this short spell that Mark Connors is a good player. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but I was just gutted for Stan, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah, me too. And look, we talked about David Brooks last season that had a very um, uneventful season for us and very disappointing. But this season, he seems to have just turned it on a little bit. And he was involved in the second goal. He had the ball. He was in a dangerous position. He lost it. He then won the ball back. And then put in Mark Condes, who we've just mentioned, who put in a cross for Dom Solanke, running across goal towards mm. the sort of, um, you know, towards the right-hand side of the post, so across the goal, just got that little flick. Good. Dom Solanke, right-footed finish, headed finish. He was on a perfect hat-trick half for, what, 18 minutes? It was a really good move. And really like you good. say, Brooks, he's done really well. He is kind of taking that responsibility now. Um, I've always said, if you're, we know David Brooks has. He's got to be, you know, especially with Arnie now leaving, he's got to say, I'm the main man here. I need some responsibility. And I thought he was doing that. And yeah, really well-worked goal. Good header. It was, it was the movement, wasn't it? That run that, that Don made. And I was Don, Don is decent in the air and he scored more headers. So um, yeah, I was really pleased for him. And yeah, it was, like I say, he was on for the perfect hat-trick. So let's just hope and going into the second half, he gets put through one-on-one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't oh. Cheeky. I don't know what you've done there. Look, but it wasn't all one-way traffic. As the AFC Bournemouth blog says, Luke Garber had a stinging free kick, which which Travers was equal to. And you know what, Travers he he had a little bit of criticism at the start of the season, but the last two games, I think he's been exceptional. It's weird now. I think he's um, he's been really good in the two games since we got a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and it is 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 funny how it works like that. But yeah, at the moment, I think Mark Travers, like I say, first couple of games just thought it was a bit. He didn't do any glaring errors, but I thought a bit shaky. Last two, I've been I've been impressed. I think he's still up to everything. You know, he's looked a bit more commanding at times. But yeah, we know he's a good shot stopper, don't we? And uh, mm. he proved that again with a few decent saves in the first half. Um, yeah, so I'm pleased. I'm pleased for for Travis. He's, he's done all right since we've kind of been looking to bring in and brought in a goalkeeper. He also saved again uh, from Keshi Anderson's close range shot, which was uh, an exceptional. An exceptional stop. And look, Blackpool nearly got back into it. There were, there were a couple of occasions, as I say, the aforementioned shot. And then there was a moment where it felt like pinball a bit. And then it broke to uh, one of their players on the left side who, who just put it wide of the post. And I mean, that could have got anywhere. But thankfully, we, we kept them at bay. And whilst these chances that Blackpool were fluffing were happening, I was thinking of this interview that I did with Jed Mills from TalkSport on the right. Friday during the preview show. You said, look... Blackpool, we're creating loads of chances, but we're just not clinical enough. And I was thinking, there we go. That's them, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, that's their chances gone. In my mind, I thought that, you know, we'd probably go on to score more and they would continue to fluff their lines. But, you know, as we as we go on to learn, it wasn't quite the case. We also had some great work from David Brooks down the right flank that set Philip Billing in. Mm. And it was almost like the ball was too far under his feet because he hit it with his left foot into the side netting but I yeah. must admit in that position I did think he could have done a little bit better yeah Billy didn't have the best of the games did he but he was, he was popping up in them areas like he does and like you say yeah I I, I remember the one you mean with the side net and he, he he probably felt like he could do better with his left foot there mm. but like I say again Brooksy getting involved in the game making things happen and and yeah like you were mentioning they they were getting charged but they felt very much like when we come up from League One yeah. they're a good side they're, you know, they're no mugs the reason why they got promoted but it's a clinicality in both boxes. Mm. You know, when we were getting through, they couldn't cope and we were scoring. Um, and I remember feeling the same when we first got promoted and thinking, God, we're playing well here, but we just can't finish our, finish our dinner. But um, yeah, I mean, they ended up doing so. But yeah, yeah, they, they, they were causing problems, but I felt comfortable. And every time we got it, we looked like we could score. Yeah, we did. So Jade Nancy tried his luck from the edge of the box, but his shot was a, a tad too high. And when they looked threatening, 
it looked like they got a penalty at one stage, but mm. alas, he dived, and it was quite clear that he dived from many a fan in the North Sand. But as soon as the referee blows a whistle in that circumstance, you're always wondering, aren't you? But yeah. thankfully, he came to the right conclusion. And, you know, up to that point, I thought the referee had a cracking game. Yeah, I been... thought he was really good. And look, we'll talk about the refereeing decisions in the second half because there may be some conjecture over that. And at halftime, Tom, we were downstairs in the bar and we felt fairly confident. And look, there's Blackpool fans that have been calling us arrogant and stuff, but it's very difficult not to be, especially at Dunlap as well. I mean, against a team that looked barely threatening. Yeah, I mean, you'd, it's easy to say arrogant, isn't it? But what would you expect? You know, we're, we're obviously unbeaten. Um, mm. We're a team that are predicted to get in the top six. Playing against a newly promoted side is predicted to get relegated. Uh, we're 2 nil up. Um, we're creating chances and we're at home. And yeah, what do you expect? We, we expect to, to win the game um, and go on and get a few more, to be honest. But um, that's football. And we found that out quickly in the second half. Hi, this is the big one, Steve Fletcher. And you're listening to Back of the Net. Now we're sat here on a Sunday night. Tom, what you what are you drinking tonight? I've got like a... What would you call it? Is it a Tesco own kind of fancy kind of thing in a can? Drinking out um, of a can. But yeah, it'll do, mate. But yeah, it's not always ideal drinking out of a can, is it? What do you, I mean, what would you rather be drinking out mm. of? I don't know. Sometimes I always want like a smart looking professional, but Bournemouth related mug. That would be great. That would be ideal if you've got one of them. That's like one of these? Oh, look at that. Look at that thing of beauty. I mean, it's it is got good, the back of the Nair logo. It's got the red interior. It's, I mean, a beautifully shaped. Do you want one of these? Well, you got one of these. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take as many of them as possible. But you know, you got to get them fast. Would you like one of them? If you do, our Kofi store has got some in. They are being shipped out the door, left, right, and centre. But you just go to afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. I'll put a banner on screen uh, during the show. There we go. They're back. That's what you need to do. We'll ship them within the next week. But the thing is, like, shall we? Shall we give people well, like, a Brucey bonus by actually delivering it ourselves? Like meet and greet stuff. Yeah, but not like if you're miles away. Oh, no, if you're in a BH postcode region and yeah. you order one of these, myself and Tom, as an extra added bonus, will personally deliver these to you. Lucky. They are a minimum of £10, right? Look, I'm going to break it down and be really honest with you about how much like stuff costs, right? A mug costs us three pound fifty right postage is three pound from royal mail so if you put a tenner down we make a profit of three pounds fifty we're not exactly uh lord sugar here making shitloads of money however the ten pounds is the minimum that you can pay for a mug so if you want to put say 15 down then that really helps us even more because that's you know five plus three but that's eight pound fifty that we get we got a lot of fees to pay, not least Tom's wages. We go, no, we got StreamYard fees. We've got our podcast hosting, website hosting, technology that let us down earlier today, by the way. So we're always trying to improve our offering. And if you're a monthly subscriber, of course, you guys are absolutely brilliant. And at the end of the show, you will, um, of course, be put on the legends wall. But if you want one of these to drink out of there, just go to afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. And we would really appreciate it as well. If you're international, no problem. We'll ship it. There is a five pound surcharge as well, but we want to get them out the door. And uh, if you want to drink from this beautiful, beautiful contraption here, 
Good that, size for a mug as well, I, was, I think. Great size yeah. for a mug. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I've, I've had a few kind of coffees and tea since. I think, I feel like these are running out quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm used to that now. You know, when you're used to top quality, you can't <laughs> drop down. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely crack on. And, yeah, appreciate any little donation. That is always appreciative. But, yeah, if we make a few quid out of it, then awesome. It helps us out, doesn't it? Yeah. It helps it, us out big time. It really does. And, look, Bournemouth fans, uh, <laughs> we... We wanted to um, help the side out in the second half, really, because they were not as good as they were in the first half. Although, vocally, you wouldn't know that we wanted to help them out. But, look, Blackpool did really well. I thought they they had a really good second half. And we had isolated chances that we probably should have taken. But they started the half as they meant to go on, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They, they come out the traps, didn't they? I mean... I guess it's kind of easy in a weird way. You kind of go, look, you won't expect to win here. You're 2-0 down. You've got nothing to lose. Mm. Just go and have a go. And I, w- I would have thought that, that Scott Parker would have been saying that to the players. That's what they're going to do. Mm. So I was surprised that it almost felt like we were shocked by the way they started the second half. But yeah, that's what I expect. I expect them to come out of the traps and um, have a right go at us. And that's what they did. And um, yeah, but that, but that was going to mean they were going to leave holes, I felt. And mm. we saw that with, with an early chance, didn't we? Yeah, they did. And look, this was when on 48 minutes when David Brooks had the ball and he put the ball through to Dom Solanke. He did really well with it. Now, Tom, what I'm going to do is allow you to, um, to watch this chance uh, develop because it seems to come from nowhere. David Brooks just pings this ball through, but he has got one man on him, Solanke, hasn't he? Does really well, kind of almost nutmegs him. And then he sizes the keeper up. He thinks he's going to put that in the bottom corner. And for some reason, he thinks I'm going to try and go around him. And the goalkeeper does well. I remember at the time thinking, oh, has he brought him down there? Is that a pen? But I think the goalkeeper's done really well. He's, he's waited to the last minute to go down. I think the covering defender's done well to make it difficult. And it's James' husband who we'll go on to talk yes. about. But it's almost like Tom. He he was aware of this perfect hat-trick thing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, we're saying that. It's, he's got the header. He's got the right foot. You, you, you wonder, why is he going to his left there? Mm. And yeah, so you're almost, we were almost half jokingly. Was he trying to get his perfect that trick? Weird. But um, yeah, the only other thing I could think of is he's, he signed him up. We all think he's going to put it in the bottom corner. Maybe he thinks the goalkeeper's going to think that too. Mm. I'll try and do him with my eyes and, and bring that. I thought the goalkeeper done well, but Dom, Dom knows. He had a few chances in the game, but that was the one that, that he should be scoring. But I'm not going to be overly critical on, on the guy that gave us a brace in that first half. But it was a real chance. And um, as much as they were going to have a go, that did show that we were going to get chance on the break because they were going to have to leave themselves a bit open. Hmm. I just felt as though he just needed to open his body up yeah. and hit it to the right of the keeper. So to the keeper's left, that would have been ideal. Mm. Um, so this is when Blackpool came back into it. And before long, it was 2-1. Yeah. And it was husband, as we just mentioned. And this was a free kick that came over. And I didn't actually realise at the time, but it actually came off Lloyd Kelly's head. And it flipped onto the post. And it came back onto the, well, not even the penalty spot, on the six-yard box where husband was there to just tap it home. And there wasn't anything Travis could do, was there? No, I don't think so. Like I say, um, a bit fortuitous, uh, the way it kind of flicked off Kelly's head. Um, and then hit the post and come back down and they just bundled it in. But they, they were there at the right place, right time, weren't they? Um, one of them things. But like I say, it's another set piece. You know, that's, that's the frustrating thing. I feel like I've been a Bournemouth fan for over 20 years and we've always been bad at <laughs> defending set pieces. But yeah, it's what it is. And that was the... I can imagine Scott Parker saying at half-time, just don't let an early goal. So that was mm. disappointing. But then that's when you've got to come together and go, look, let's calm the game down again. Let's keep hold of the ball. Let's not get, they're going to get their tails up now. Um, but unfortunately, we just we didn't really get back a grips of it. And it's going to end up being a player that I don't think has put a foot wrong in a Bournemouth shirt until now. And uh, 
mm. brought back into the game. And it, you know what? If let's just talk about Blackpool fans. Mm. If they were loud during the first half when their team were two 0 down, that was the encouragement that their players mm. needed to get back into it. And it only took them what two three minutes. Yeah. And like you say, it started um, from their right hand side, and it felt like a bit of a sort of hopeful ball through. But it 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 was a pass that met their striker, and Ibsen Rossi sadly was just on the wrong side of him, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that was the problem. I think. It's not a stone wall because I don't think he, he really kind of tackles him. I think it's kind of a one of them tangled legs. But the problem Rossi has is he gets on the wrong side. Um, mm. The striker makes a good run across him and he's in trouble then. And Rossi looks around, sees he's, he's got the beating of him on the wrong side and he's in trouble. And he does enough, I think, to bring him down. I think if, if, if the shoe's on the other foot, I'm screaming for a penalty there yeah. if, I, if I'm the attacking team. So, yeah, I can see why they gave it. And then it was a, a cool penalty from the lab one that even though I thought... Travis got a decent penalty record. Could he say? Yeah, I know there, that's but... what I thought. I, I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't go so fast to say I was confident, no, but I did feel thought. You know, there's a chance here. Yeah. Um, he took it right down the middle. His midriff height, Travis yeah. needn't have even moved. It reminded me of those kind of Jorginho penalties for Chelsea, where he does the little hop, skip, and jump, and that's a hard technique to do in it because you've only got a split second to see which way the keeper's going. Yeah, but I, I he gambled and he got it. I don't think I'd have the the bottle to do that. No. Um, on a penalty but yeah I could see why they do it because the goalkeepers have got a you've got to move before the ball's mm. taken otherwise you're never going to get to it so kind of play cat and mouse don't you try and uh, who's going to bluff first who's going to move first and lad done a similar thing but yeah I think uh, happens a lot these days and you think why don't the keeper stand there but Travis has um, gone for it and like I say he's, he's got a decent record many of penalties but um, want to be the only fortunate thing was as much as it was it felt like a whirlwind then it suddenly were 2-2 yeah we had so much of the game to go I yeah, feel, you know, let's let's just get foothold of the game again. Let's calm down and let's go again because we we've shown that first half we've got the quality to get get behind these lot and um yeah so it still felt like game on didn't it? And when you want a certain situation to occur, you're looking in in sort of like particular positions and particular yeah. moves. And there was one particular move that I thought this is it. This is where we're going to equalise. And this is where Dom Solanke was running. Uh, through the middle of the pitch and he just slotted the ball through between two defenders, the right back and the centre back and mm. put in Jaden Anthony. And when that happened, Jaden Anthony was almost too nice with his shot. It was a side-footed strike and I just feel as though he probably should have done a bit better. Like Dan Juma would have leathered that with his instep, whereas he was just worried about missing too much. Maybe had in his mind the miss that he did in the first half and thought maybe let's control the finish a little bit. But in the end, it was just a, a weak pass back to the keeper, wasn't it? It was almost like he was he was trying too hard to be precise, I felt, when he, he probably should have just had a, had a, had a punt at it. But he's, he's a good finisher um, in the academy and things like that. So he obviously knows what he's doing. But he's had a few of them this season where you think he's tried too hard to be precise. Um, probably should have put his foot for it. Once again, it was a sign, though, it was that Don was dropping deep, getting all of the ball, and we were still getting... Anthony's still trying to make things happen. Mm. And he, he's had a great start this season, and he's been, he's been a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. And um, we were, as much as we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll mention later on, that... I felt in that second half, either team could have won that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like it went to 2-2 and then it was all us again. Mm. You know, either team could have nicked that, to be fair. But it was showing that we were still getting them chances. We They were still quite open. I still felt we could get in at times. Mm. And one of the times we did get in or nearly got in was when Ben Pearson played this long raking ball to Solanke. He was running almost diagonally, took it straight away on his chest, but the defender was tracking him all the way. Couldn't quite get the shot away. But, you know, I thought that if the defender wasn't there, Solanke was, you know, he was there for the taking, wasn't it? Another chance for Dom. It was very reminiscent of that Birmingham goal, wasn't it, with, the, with it being Pearson as well and that kind of ball through. And obviously Pearson had come on for, for Kenny. I don't think it was anything at fault for Gav. 
I think we're just trying to get some fresh legs on there. And you probably want to keep like your Billings. Billings didn't have a good game. But mm -hmm. you want to keep him on, you know, uh, trying to get back into the, not back into the game, but trying to get the, the lead back. Good ball from Pearson. He, he seems to be quite good at them. And, and Slanky, good run again. I actually think that one, as much as he, should, he knows he should have done better with the one we mentioned earlier when he went by the keeper, that one I thought the defender was brilliant, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, he was. He really kept good. up with him stride for stride, um, made a really good tackle. So, um, yeah, good run again from Dom. It was still all coming through Dom, wasn't it? He was, he was working his socks off, but... That was a very good time tackle from the defender. And yeah, they had their tails up, didn't they? That's the thing. They had something to hold on to now. And that, that was difficult. But once again, there were still more chances. And I wonder who it fall to. Yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. My head, mate. Yeah, well, you know, Dom Solanke had a chance in the in the very last minute. And there was a time where Phil Billing had a free kick mm. that he put over the bar. And Blackpool went close a couple of times. It was one of these matches that was completely in the balance. And you just didn't really know which way it was going to go. But on 96 minutes, it was Marcondes that put... The corner across and Dom Solanke running towards the ball just got that little flick, but it was an uh, I wouldn't say an ideal, yeah, like well, it was an ideal height for the keeper, wasn't it? It was one of them where he just needs to get it was good, good movement again from Dom. He just got to get his head on there. There's not a lot, lot more he needs to do, but um, the goalkeeper's got to have the reactions and he did, you know, you expect him to save it, but I actually thought their goalkeeper was quite good. Mm. Um, we've we've spoken, haven't we, that. You know, that chance earlier with Dom and stuff, we're always thinking, oh, that's, they're going to be thinking, we wouldn't have got back in the game if one for our goalkeeper. I thought he was very good for him. Um, it was a good save. That was right on the death one at C4. Mm. That was it. That was the chance. But yeah, we don't want to come across like we were suddenly the team going to win it. They had chances too. I felt like in that second half, one team's going to nick this, but um, wants to be. And I think overall, because of how good we were in the first half, because of the way they come back into it, I think Scott Parker said actually, it probably was a fair result. But we're always going to be the more disappointed because we're at home, we're 2 up. So. Flip it around. Yeah. If we got two points on the road and six points at home so far, you'd be thinking that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. So is it is it that bad or, or no. is it just because we're looking at Blackpool at home we should have been? Blackpool home two and up, mate. That's all it is. Um, I think really West Brom's a good point. Opening day of the season, that's a good point. Um, and then the two away games, brilliant results. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was the only game I felt was disappointing actually. Um, but we still there were still good bits, weren't there? Especially in the first half. So there's still a lot of positives, but there's a lot to work on. And you know, we've been speaking about it. a lot of uh, young players, a lot of new players to come in, a lot of injured players to come back. And this young group, this new group, new management, they've learned. They they would have learned a lot from these games. Um, West Brom game, we got pegged back twice. Yeah. Uh, we go away from home, we go down to ten men, and we deal with that. Birmingham, you know, we keep ourselves in the game. It's a tough place to go. Then conceded a goal, yet we win that, and then we're tuning up against Blackpool. God, this season's all right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then we get and you show it's it's a it's one of them leagues, a really difficult league. You switch off for ten minutes, and suddenly the game game's two two. So this young group of players, I think they would have learned a lot. You have got to look at Rossi there. Mm. You know, he's been faultless. Makes one mistake, he gives away a penalty that ends us, us drawing the game. That's how much he's made one mistake in his Bournemouth career, in my yeah. opinion. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's football, isn't it? And we said about Jane Nanty, he was a hero the other night. Yeah. And he has that chance, and he's a poor, you know, these young players are gonna are gonna learn from that, and it's hopefully we'll look back and go. I tell you what, that was probably a good experience for them. Mm. So I'm still confident, mate. It's difficult putting it in that one game, turning it up at home to Blackpool, you got to win mm. it. But grand scheme of things, I think we've got a cup game, might be a nice distraction. Try a few things out, a few different players out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go to Hull. I think if we can stay unbeaten, I wouldn't take a draw because I think we're more capable of going there and winning. But if we can stay unbeaten, go into the international break with a good start of the season, stay unbeaten, a few fresh players coming back, new signings. Parker's got his team there. And um, yeah, I think positive signs, mate. It would be nice to get a win at Hull. It would be mm. nice also for our fans to get behind the team at home like they do away. And, you know, like I said, 
at the very start of the show. I just felt as though the, the celebrations were a bit muted. Is that because we're entitled? Is that because we're just expecting to roll them over? Is, it, is there a mentality issue even amongst fans? I know we worry about have players got mentality issues, but as fans, we almost turn up it's an, and it's an entertainment business. And look, we've been... We've been spoiled over the last, yeah. you know, goodness knows how many years with any how brand of football and stuff. And we just turn up and we, you know, like we might as well be opening up our bags of popcorn and just watching the players do what they do without us even having to yeah. clap or whatever. But, um, I, you know, I found that sometimes that there were times where the players could have really used us as a second, yeah. you know, 12th man. Yeah. Yet we weren't really given them it. It's... It's a weird one, isn't it? Because, you know, I probably says I think West Brom and Blackpool have been really good fans. Yeah, really, really good. But I think Forest and Birmingham were poor and they were the home teams and I think we were good on the road. I think there is a bit of that for you uh, take that for a pitch. So, but I do agree with what you're saying. But then I always think, do I celebrate home goals? No. No. I don't. And it's clear from the vlog. If you look from the vlog, yeah. like me celebrating a Birmingham away, Different, I was absolutely going mad at Forest away, going mad. And I I still went mad a little bit, but then you sort of pan the camera around and everyone's still sat in their seats, mm. which it's, is like, it's a, it's a weird one, but I think it's just the, the context of the game as well. I think yeah. if it was the reverse, we were 2-0 down and we had nicked uh, yeah, the goal be. into the second half. I think everyone's lifted and come on, you know, we're trying to, I think what it is, you're too like, oh, they don't need us here. Yeah, this is pretty, you know, this is comfortable. We're to sit back and enjoy the football. Mm. And it was just such a shock. And we were almost stunned into silence to a degree. Um, Blackpool deserve credit for that. But then also I think in that second half, the players on the pitch needed to do a bit more to, to get us going again. I felt we went for the motions a bit too much in that second half, a bit passive, weren't we? But yeah, it's it's part of everyone as a collective, isn't it? To, um, to get us going again. So, it's, it's a very tiny blip, mate. Very yeah. tiny blip. We're, we're unbeaten. Um, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Okay, so what do you think at home then? It's always good to have your views and to get involved. It's really simple. Just grab your phone and then you can just record a clip. Landscape. Landscape. You are so in with his portrait. I used to send you videos of portrait. Landscape. You lose your head, didn't you? Yeah. Land it's got to be landscape. It's got to be landscape, right? 90 seconds-ish. And then send it, you know, once you've got the video file on your phone, email it as an attachment to fans at afcbpodcast.com. If it's too big, we transfer it. Or you can send it via Facebook Messenger or Telegram Messenger as well. Our username is afcbpodcast or it's t.me forward slash afcbpodcast. But we had a load of fans giving their post-match view. So these are your thoughts after that Blackpool draw. Back for the match, uh, still trying to make sense of that really. So first half was really good. Thought Zamura and Anti looked great down the left. Brooks did well. Two lovely goals. Great finishes by Dom. We were different, different gravy really. You could see the sort of class between the two sides and you're thinking, yeah, it should be three, should be four. Half time comes, um, Dom misses that chance. Three nil and it would have been a different story, but he misses. Um, and then we give away that free kick. Marcon is on the right. They swing it in. We can't defend. It's 2-1. Their tails are up. They get a pen. Looked a bit dodgy to me, but, you know, it was given. It's 2-2. And then, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, trying to make sense of it. We just think we looked a bit of a mess second half. I think not having a right back doesn't help. Um, because we have to go down the left, which they sort of managed to block out in the second half, but just a mess. Just a mess second half. So, uh, yeah, I think Mr. Parker needs to put that right and ha have a word with the guys. No silly free kicks outside the box because they'll cross and they'll score every time. On to next week. Hi, back there. What a frustrating match it was today. Um, before the match, I was confident that we were going to win. Um, when we went 2-0 up so early in the game in the first half, 
Uh, I really did think that my uh, prediction of 3-1 was going to come true. Um, I thought in the first half, uh, Zimio and Anthony were excellent. And I thought it was two great finishes from, from Dom Solanke. And getting to the second half, I thought, this is going to be a game where we're going to score a hatful. Don will definitely get his hat trick. But come the second half, we seem to let them in, let them back in the game. And to be honest, when they pulled that one goal back, I thought that um, maybe we'll start defending better or start attacking better again. But I wasn't sure it was a penalty, to be honest. Um, I'll have to watch it again if I can be bothered to tune into Quest, I suppose. Um, away for the Bournemouth high uh, I thought it didn't think it was a penalty at the time and I was in the Ted Mack stand right behind the goal anyway two all after that we didn't seem to do much until the final few minutes when we seemed to win all those corners uh, knowing that the ref didn't allow us the last one and, and blue um, other points from the game Stanislas getting injured again what a surprise uh, I hope it's not too bad I think Cahill will come in for the uh, the trip to Norwich and probably Pearson will start that one as well um, I thought Zimir and Anthony were bad in the second half, hardly seemed to do anything much. And yeah, the substitute bringing on Leaf for Mepham again, not really sure what that was about. Uh, but anyway, onwards and upwards, hopefully Nigel will rest some players so they can try and start getting some goals and points in the Premier League and they'll play their reserves and we'll play Pearson, Cahill and some others and hopefully stay in the cup. Up the cherries. We, we played exactly how we played last season. We're good one half, and then the other half, we seem to struggle. I don't even know what to say. We played so, so much. We played so good the first half. And then the second half, we seem to struggle and give away a free kick and then a penalty. And I feel like that penalty was a little too soft because if Dom didn't get that penalty, how was that a penalty? But the thing we have to look forward to is our next game. At least we got a point, I guess. And let's hope against Hull we can do something. And the good thing is Jefferson Lermer's back from his six-game ban. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, disappointing second-half performance and results ultimately yesterday. Um, I think it was also disappointing the negativity in the ground and subsequently um i think we all need to understand this is young side they're adapting to each other they're adapting to a new style of play they played three games in eight days three hard games and scott parker's got nothing really available to freshen things up with because of players missing through injury and suspension i think we also need to give credit to blackpool because they kept uh pressiness they had lots of energy in the second half they kept trying to play football had dom taken that chance at 2-0 early in the second half i think we've been out of sight but he didn't and it gave blackpool a way back into the game uh i expect us i assume to play a really young inexperienced side at norwich on uh wednesday or tuesday whenever it is probably against their reserve side because they need to keep their people fresh as well for obvious reasons but looking forward to getting back in full action again at uh, Hull can't wait to be there and still ultimately very positive based on the first four games we played cheers thanks a lot there are good draws and there are bad draws and this was definitely in the category of a bad and frustrating draw uh, if you lined up our starting 11 and Blackpool's starting 11 no disrespect to Blackpool but would you exchange any of their players for ours I wouldn't. 
And so when you feel like your team has the most talent, it comes down to mentality and game plan execution. And we had both in the first half. Second half, Blackpool came out and played like their lives depended on getting a result. And we couldn't match their mentality or adapt to their changing tactics. Now, Dom, after the Birmingham match, said that we had too many draws last year and needed to secure more wins this year. So hopefully, this is just a speed bump and a learning opportunity, because I still like my team. Up the cherries. So brilliant to hear from everyone there, including, well, in that we had Andrew Roper, John Amos, Richard Jackson, Daniel from Florida, and also uh, Richard Jackson. Really good to hear you guys, and uh, nice to see some of you in the flesh as well at the stadium. Norwich City, how do we treat that one, mate? Is it a case of just, play, you know, who can we play? Say, play the kids, like, we, we're playing the kids yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, that I think it's um, maybe players that, Playing the oldies, playing yeah. Gary Cahill, Steve Cook. Maybe. I'm not sure if Cahill's going to be ready. Um, same with the right backs, isn't it, Stacey Smith? It might be a chance to try some new players out. Um, you know, we've we're given Methan a go at right backs. We haven't got any at the moment. He's put a shift in for us. Maybe it's a chance to go, Rossi, see how you do at right back. Yeah. Uh, Cookie might be available to play. Not sure. Uh, Pierce will probably start to see what his fitness levels are like. Um, maybe Leif Davis, maybe yeah. Nyland and Goal, maybe Sadie, maybe Carl Taylor will get his opportunity because yeah. the youngsters that we have used so far, I'm having that stand, aren't they? So yeah. maybe it's a chance for people like Carl Taylor or Sadie and that to get a run out. But we certainly need to need to rotate a little bit. If he plays Solanke and he breaks down, everyone's saying, why'd you play him? Um, I think they'll they'll do the same, Norwich. You know, yeah. they've got a, they've got um, bigger fish to fry in the Premier League. Um, neither team are probably going to win the League Cup. So mm. it's about, yeah, resting, rotating a little bit, but still having a strong enough side. Uh, I think it'll probably be quite an even game. And um, yeah, looking forward to the trip. <laughs> looking forward to the lengthy trip. Look, appreciate it. it's been a very short uh, second look this week. We've got a busy week ahead of us on this channel. The away day guide being uploaded. We've got all the golf day reaction. We've got Norwich reaction. We've got also preview and, of course, whole content as well. So it's going to be a busy one for us, Tom. We're going to be kept busy. Yeah, a couple more away days, mate. Gosh, you don't have an away day and then they all turn up at once, yeah, don't they? But, I know, um, it feels like that. No, looking forward to it because we'll soon be moaning when it's the international break, won't we, mate? So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And it's not all that bad. We'll be fine. Um, bounce back at Norwich, mate. No we'll worries. be fine. And remember, if you want one of these, you know the link to go to. Look, appreciate you uh, watching the second look today. We'll see you on the next show. Up the cherries. Up cherries. There we go. That's episode 130 in the can then. I appreciate it was a little bit of a shorter episode than normal. We hope to get back to our full complement soon, including Super Jeffy Hayward, Neil Dawson, Tiggs, myself and Tom, who tend to rotate it around so we have four of us on each episode. However, it's been a very busy week for us and, well, it doesn't seem to be abating as it's Norwich in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday, followed by a long trip to Hull, Let's hope we're not going to Hull and back. That's on the Saturday as well at the KC Stadium. So anyway, was it the KCOM? I don't know. It's the same company, just a different name. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Remember, you can help support us by reviewing this pod on your podcast app. Or you can also buy us a coffee as well at afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. Right, I'm going to go and rest my vocal cords. But until the next one, up the cherries. This is Back of the Net.
got two to his left, but he goes to his right, and Solanke, edge of the box, Dom Solanke looking for a shooting chance, and Dom Solanke takes that chance! Out comes the bow and arrow celebration from Solanke, pinpoint precision, one score, hitting the middle of the target, Dom Solanke, five and a half minutes in, the Cherries, top scorer is up and running now, two for the season in the league. Podcast Network.